Hey guys, welcome to Pretty Social Podcast. I'm Gabby. I'm Nikki. Are y'all ready for some hot topics today? And by hot, you mean honest, open, and transparent? Yeah, of course. All right, let's get started. All right. Hey, Gabby. Hey. Okay, so this one is going to be a little bit more of a serious episode talking yes. about self-care. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right into it. Okay. I have a, a situation that happened recently in social media that, or that I've seen on social media that I wanted to kind of talk to you about. Okay. So there's a pageant queen. Her name is Chesley Christ. Mm-hmm. I think I'm pronouncing it right. And so she actually just recently committed suicide. Okay. And what's so crazy about it, or not crazy about it, but what's so interesting is that she seemed to be like she was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And she just won Miss USA. She just won Miss Universe. And so, like, in her life just seemed to be perfect. So... I know we're talking about self-care today, a little bit about mental health, and that, I just feel like, is a a real testament to how, from the outside looking in, Mm -hmm. you know, we think everything is perfect, or how we can really be holding in a lot and hiding a lot. Like, this girl had, seemed like she was absolutely beautiful. She Mm -hmm. was, you know, so smart, and she had so much going for herself. Nobody knew what she was dealing with internally, so it's like, we have to be super careful and watch that, like, without going through the motions. I know I've had periods in my life where I just kind of went through the motions, but I really mm. was not okay. Yeah. So it's like, how do we how do we prevent ourselves from getting to that place? You know what I mean? To just right. get into that dark place and feel like we got to deal with those things alone. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great for us talking about self-care. Because a lot of times when people talk about self-care, they look at just, like, the physical part of it, of... Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go get a massage, I'm getting my nails done, I'm getting my hair done, I'm pampering myself, which, yes, that is a part of self-care, for yeah. sure. But I feel like it it's almost like the number one thing that people think about when we talk about self-care. Yeah. And it's like, there's other aspects of all, self-care. That's all outer. Yes, you know? that's just outer stuff. And, and that's okay. Like, sometimes it's nice to just go get a pedicure. True. Like, sometimes it's nice to get your hair done. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good. Yeah. But you can't neglect everything else because you can be sitting in a chair getting your nails done and be just torn apart on the inside. And yes, your nails look nice, Mm -hmm. but you still feel terrible and you still go home feeling the same way because you didn't address like the mental and the emotional parts of you. Mm -hmm. That that self-care when you're caring for those areas for... Um, your spiritual man for mm-hmm. whatever else. I mean, there's so many aspects that you can use self-care and you can use self-care in your finances and being smart in those. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different aspects that we neglect. And I think it's just common too for us to paint this pretty picture on the outside for everyone else to, basically to appease everyone else. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's awkward when someone is in your business. Like, what's wrong? You don't seem, you know, this, you don't mm-hmm. seem that. Like, you don't seem the same. And you don't, maybe not want to necessarily talk about it. So you paint this smile on your face when, mm-hmm. I know I've done it. So I've had two times in my life where I was very depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, something had happened at both different times of my life, and it caused depression. And I was... I think I, I think I mentioned it to you that I felt like I was a functioning depressive mm-hmm. person. Like, because I could literally go throughout my day smiling, like acting completely normal, and then like hold it together, do the things I need to do, and then come home, lay in my bed, and cry the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Or like anytime I would get by, by myself, like in the shower, in the bed at night, in the car on my way to work, I just 
bawl my eyes out and just mm-hmm. all these negative thoughts in my mind, like all these worries, anxieties, stressors. But like I knew how to function through it. So it would be like a light switch, like ah, put, pull it together. Like yeah. you're going into work or you're going to go hang out with friends. Like you don't want to have these awkward conversations. You don't want to put yourself out there. So like just smile and like just be playful and be yourself but mm-hmm. like you really just feel empty and you told me before that you would like make yourself busy all the time all so you didn't have time. to be alone with the mm-hmm. thoughts so that was one way that I tried to kind of quote unquote cope with it mm-hmm. was that so I found myself when I realized like okay I cry when I'm by myself I cry mm-hmm. when I'm at in my bed at night I cry when I'm in the car by myself I cry when I'm in the shower if I keep myself super busy I don't have to think those thoughts and then I don't have to cry. Mm-hmm. So I would, I went through spurts where I was so crazy busy from the moment I woke <laughs> up to the moment I went to sleep. I mean, weekends were like, I didn't really have much to actually really do, mm-hmm. but I would find anything. I mean, there was times I painted a whole room <laughs> before. Like I went to Home Depot, bought paint and painted a whole room because I was like, I can't deal with this. So mm-hmm. I have to do something to keep my mind off because I don't want to cry. But I also didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, going through all those things did end up going to therapy, end up getting a counselor, which is wonderful. Yeah. You're not yeah, crazy right. for going to therapy. I think therapy is the most amazing thing yes. in the world. Because once I went to therapy, and I had gone to counseling a couple times in my life, mm-hmm. once when I was in my early, early 20s, um, once when I was in like my late 20s, and then once in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, like, this last time around when I went to counseling, my counselor was like, Gabby, this is, like, normal. Like, not not so much normal as, like, I am justifying you, but, like, this is stuff that so many people go through. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not the only one. And when I was like, I'm, I'm not the only one? <laughs> Wait, so I'm not the only one that feels this way. I'm not the only one who found themselves in this position. I'm not the only one who thinks these thoughts. Yeah. And she was like, no. Do you know how, how long I've been counseling? Like... <laughs> I've counseled so many people through this, and I was like, wow. Like, it felt good to not feel like right. I was, like, by myself. Because we don't talk about these things. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about the mental and the emotional aspects. Because we want to all act like our lives are perfect. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing I... I like social media, but the one thing I don't like about social media is that it's, like, your highlight reel. Yeah. Most of the time, people want to post up the best of the best. They mm-hmm. want to post up these picture-perfect families, these picture-perfect uh, jobs, these mm-hmm. whatever it is that you want to post up, and then they go back to their miserable life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always have to be everything's miserable, but there are aspects that we just don't show. And that's okay. <laughs> you don't have to show up, but be real about it. Yeah. I'm going to be real about me. Yeah. Like, I don't have it all together. I have struggles. I still struggle with things. I still struggle with low self-esteem from time to time. I still struggle with negative thoughts from time mm-hmm. to time. But because I've learned from the past mm-hmm. and I've gone through counseling and I've started to prioritize, like, myself. Yeah that's when I realized, like, wow, I really don't have to go through this. Like, mm-hmm. I can talk to people. Yeah. I can talk to a counselor. Like, I can I can work through this instead of suppressing. Because mm-hmm. I'm really good at just suppressing myself and shutting, like, down my emotions. Yeah, I feel like you're kind of like that post that's always, like, check on your strong friends. Yes. Because you literally, I mean... And it's, like, kind of crazy to think about, but we've been friends for, like, eight years now. At least. At least eight years. And I just, 
it, it was like when you finally opened up and said, like, I'm struggling or... I remember, I think it was your birthday, and you broke down crying oh, at the it was. restaurant. It was. It was my birthday. And I was just yes. looking like, uh, <laughs> it was just like, you know, I don't yes. even know what to do because I, and it, it's just like, I don't know, I'm like, is it selfish that I never thought to be like, hey, what's going on? Or is everything okay with you? But you were always like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm perfect. Everything's great. You know? And so, and you was always just listening to other uh, our problems, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And giving us advice and listening to us. And you just seemed like, you were just fine. And so, um, I, I understand why it just came flooding out. And I'm just, every time I tell you, like, I'm just so happy that you finally got to a place where you wanted to talk because I don't ever want to see somebody close to me struggling by themselves. Like, you know what I mean? When you have somebody to talk to who won't judge you, who will listen and give advice, or even if we don't know what to say, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just somebody there to listen. You know what I mean? Like if I have issues in marriage, you know, I don't have a lot of close married friends, but it's nice to have somebody to talk to. Yeah. And just listen. Like sometimes you just need to vent. Like Mm -hmm. sometimes it just feels good because again, for me, I, I can suppress things easily and I could just keep pushing through Mm -hmm. and like you said, it was my birthday. We <laughs> dressed up, fake lashes, everything, curls popping, <laughs> sitting at the restaurant, heels. just bawling my eyes out. <laughs> and it was because it got to a point where I was just holding it so much in that it felt like it, like I knew at some point it was going to come out. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know when, and it just happened to be that time. And then when I realized, man, it actually feels good to talk to people. <laughs> like, that, like you said, people who you trust, mm-hmm. who's not going to judge you. And maybe you're like, I don't feel comfortable talking to someone close to me about this. That's what counseling is wonderful for. These people are literally paid to just listen to you and help you. They don't have Mm -hmm. no type of connection with you where they're going to feel like condemning or judging or whatever. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like maybe our situations may be a little bit opposite with, um, you know, how we felt like. I think going into therapy, one of my things is I felt like maybe they would see my issues as petty or Mm. stupid. You know, like, people are dealing with real-life problems, and you're having family and friend issues. You don't know how to navigate healthy relationships. People are struggling, drug battling drug addiction. People are um, fleeing from an abusive husband, and people are dealing with their children being taken away or whatever, and I would just feel like I'm coming to counseling to talk about my stupid little feelings of feeling you know, inadequate or whatever, you know, but (laughs) they were like, um, no, you know, same thing with you. Like you're, you're not the only one. Like people, there's rich people that pay like hundreds of dollars an hour to talk about, you know, life in Beverly Hills. So (laughs) it's not, never think that your issue is too small or too silly. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what it is. It's an issue. And Mm -hmm. it should always, you should always be able to have an outlet. Yeah. However it is, whoever it is to talk to about it. It's so important. Um, Because it's just because it's quote unquote small doesn't mean it's something that shouldn't be addressed. And I think that's Mm -hmm. an issue (laughs) in Mm -hmm. and of itself. Like people like, ah, yeah, like, I know I need to change in this way or I know this needs to be different or this and that, but they just keep going and keep yeah. going and pushing it off to the side. And it's like, no, you don't like, realize how much you actually mm-hmm. need it. I just recently had a talk with my husband and it was so interesting how we put so many things into perspective. So I'm just going to be just very open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize like how much I needed to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 19, I had a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
from there, I ended up having a baby um, when I was 21, and I went into postpartum. Yeah. Um, I had gained a lot of weight. I was extremely uncomfortable with my body. It got to a point where I literally would not leave my room. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't leave my room. And mm-hmm. I had a roommate at the time, and when she had company, I would just... I would get everything me and my daughter needed, Mm -hmm. take it into my room, close and lock the door, and I wouldn't come out. And eventually I got to the point where I didn't, I just literally fell down on my knees and prayed to God, like, Mm -hmm. bring me out of this. I got to do better for my daughter. And um, I started going back to church. I started feeling good. I started feeling better about myself. I I started, I joined the church where I met my husband. Um, and this was a, probably a year later. I just started getting dressed again and leaving mm-hmm. the house and going to church when I met him. Yeah. And so, you know, we connected and I was just like, huh, I got the fairy tale life now. Mm-hmm. I'm in church. I'm making new friends. I have a husband. Everything is sweet, right? Mm-hmm. So you <laughs> no, <think? laughs> you can't just jump out of complete mm-hmm. and total depression and postpartum and, even a suicide attempt, and I did speak, to, I had counseling then, but I didn't, I was still so young, and I didn't yeah. understand it, um, and I didn't go, like, I mm-hmm. just went one time, you know, and I was like, this yeah. is stupid, <laughs> and so I never dealt with all that stuff, mm-hmm. I just acted like, oh, that's in the past, until it started coming out, yeah. and my relationships, not just with my husband, but with my friends with my family members it started coming out and I was just like I got to a point where I was like I need to sit down and talk to somebody about all of this you know and it's been so good to be in therapy and just have somebody not coddle me yeah and not like you know sugarcoat things but not also be harsh and mean and and they are just very honest and they just give you straight truths and you know just talk everything out to help you address all of those things and move forward like how to move forward effectively not just say like that's what I did like I literally felt like I took that life and I put it down somewhere and I went and picked up a new life (laughs) and I became a Christian and I surrounded myself with all of these people who were Christian because in my mind Christians are good people and they're perfect and they won't ever do anything to hurt you. <laughs> and then you learn and then that you we learn. are all messed up. All of us are messed <laughs> Every up. Every single last one of us yeah. are messed up. All of us. So yeah, that was that was like a big eye opener for me. Like, yeah. girl, you literally dealt with probably since I was fourteen to the age of twenty one, just you know, sex and relationships and mm-hmm. you know. Um, a sexual assault and all of the things that I dealt with within that time frame and I just tried to just I don't know if I thought it was just normal or why does my life suck so badly mm-hmm. you know and it just going to counseling it just I just feel I'm, I'm just so excited about counseling I'm like I want to tell yes. everybody like go to counseling everybody Please, should be in everyone you don't have to wait for something bad to happen but just dealing with the trauma, like I heard somebody say, for especially for black people, like just dealing with the trauma of being black and living mm-hmm. in America, you need therapy yeah. or just our generation or COVID or everything that we're dealing with. Like counseling is necessary. Talk, have an outlet, let it go, you know. And everyone has some sort of trauma in their life. And, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things that people have to understand is you can't compare your traumas. You can't compare your situations. That's what comes into play, like you were talking about, of like, oh, my situation is so... Mm-hmm. But then you don't understand how some of these issues are so deeply rooted mm-hmm. from something else. Yeah. Like, 
I can I can name things from my past. Like my low self-esteem that I have now is so deeply rooted of being uh, bullied when I was young. Mm-hmm. And even though I had like family who would tell me like, you're beautiful, you're this and that. Like I would have kids at school like, oh, you're fat, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. And literally from like, I don't know, elementary school age mm-hmm. to being 33 now, those thoughts will come into my mind where I'm like, oh, I'm ugly. Like, I'm mm-hmm. the one go out the house. Like, I, I, this looks stupid on me. Like, this whole outfit looks stupid because I'm fat. And, like, all these thoughts will keep coming. But it's so deeply rooted from something that happened when I was so young. Or relationship issues where you've had bad relationships mm-hmm. or you've just not had anything that was really concrete, solid, real. Mm-hmm. And then you bring those issues to the next, to the mm-hmm. next, to the next. And you just have to be real with yourself at some point. You have to prioritize yourself. It's not selfish. Like, people think it's selfish to put yourself first. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's It's not. You have to. Like, there's a quote that you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. If I'm continually pouring into my work, into my family, and I'm, listen, I'm good at this too, (laughs) which is bad, but I am so good at putting myself on the back burner which probably was one of the reasons why I went into depression back to back because I just kept putting myself on the back burner and I was showing up at work. I was taking care of my mom. I was taking care of my son. I was stretching myself thin. I was in multiple ministries. I was doing all this stuff and staying busy and saying yes to everyone. I never said yes to myself. Like I never put myself first. So I would always have to deal like suffer in silence. What do you think, because I'll say, and I don't see it as a negative thing, but Mm -hmm. I will say I feel that you are a very selfless person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you remember, but I sent you a text about that one Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I do. I honestly feel like you're a very selfless person. Um, But I never paid attention to the fact that you were neglecting the things that you need. Mm -hmm. So do you, I don't want this to turn into a therapy session. We can have therapy because I think the listeners, I can guarantee you there's listeners that aren't in therapy that they, this might be their segue into going to counseling. And so it makes me ask, it makes me wonder because I always admired Mm -hmm. that about people who just put their cells last in a way or they just um, kind of want to. I feel like my husband is the same way. Mm-hmm. He's a pleaser. Yeah. So he rather take the shorter end of the stick. Like if I can think of an example, I remember we went to the church conference mm-hmm. um, and there was two beds and one was a pullout and you automatically were like, I'll take the couch. I'll take the pullout. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, you know, but it's just like me. I would have been like, why well, I got to get the, <laughs> Yo, if y'all would have been like, you get the pull, I would have been like, uh-uh, why well, I got to get it? We got to draw straw. <laughs> flip a coin or something but I feel like in situations like that you're always the one to be like oh I'll take the the, I'll take the burnt one I'll take you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and I'm just like what do you you know and like I said I admire it but I also kind of now I'm realizing like when you do that you neglect yourself do you Mm -hmm. do you have you ever thought about like where that may have come from Uh, so you know what I've always been and I'm better at this now, but I've always been a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Um, and that showed up in many negative ways in my life because I was always kind of like a yes man. Like, okay, 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 I'll do it. I stretch myself too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I think about, so my family dynamic is very different than like the majority of like quote unquote normal people. Like growing up, my brother, I have two brothers. My one brother is disabled. He was mm-hmm. born um, with a developmental disability. So all my life, I watched my parents sacrifice in so many different ways. I watched my dad, like, work crazy amount of hours so that my mom can stay home and take care of us and take care of my brother. So I watched those sacrifices. And then, you know, I, you know, learned to help take care of my brother. Mm -hmm. And I learned how to sacrifice in ways for that. And then I got 
pregnant at 18 and learned how to sacrifice my life mm. to take care of a kid at 18. And then, you know, now in my 30s, you know, last four years I've been taking care of my mom. So I've learned how to sacrifice. It's just like my life has been like set up in a way where there's always been a need for sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But I didn't find balance in that. Mm-hmm. And so I find, like you were saying, I find like admiration in that. Because it takes a lot to sacrifice. It takes a lot to say I'm not going to necessarily do the things that I want because I see the need that everyone else has. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's just, that's just a part of a gift that I believe God has given me. It's just that compassion and the Mm -hmm. desire. Like, my true desire is to help people in any possible way I can. Yeah. Any way I can. Like, I don't care if it's emotionally, mentally, like, I'm physically giving you a bath. I'm financially helping. Like, any way that I can, like, that just, it, it makes me feel good. Yeah. But I realized that I did it so much to the point that I was saying that I, that I just neglect myself. Mm-hmm. And I just... I'm learning now, really in the last couple years, especially with counseling and everything, I'm learning now that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to not be superwoman. And the hardest thing is, it was also an image. Because people around me mm-hmm. would see me doing the things that I would do and see me sacrificing. And they, and I, one person in particular would always be like, you're like superwoman, you're like superwoman. And it was almost like... Dang, now I gotta now I have to, I Keep feel that, like that yeah. I have to be superwoman now. Like superwoman can't be weak. Mm-hmm. Like superwoman can't show like I don't know what superwoman's weakness is. I know Superman's kryptonite, but <laughs> I don't know if superwoman's the same, but I can't show what my kryptonite is. I have to be strong. And it was just like I don't know where that narrative came from. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what ever made me think that I had to be strong all the time. Because you can't. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be strong. You'll have a moment where you have a breakdown. Mm-hmm. And now just learning that and learning to balance certain things in my life and moving certain things around in my life where it's like, hey, you know, maybe, you know, I don't have to watch my mom for this week. You know, someone else can watch her and I can do things for myself. Maybe my son can go to my grandma's house for the weekend and I can have that time to myself. What I started doing is early in the mornings, instead of sleeping until 7, I wake up at 4 o'clock every morning and I'm having my time. Like from Mm -hmm. 4... To 5.36, it's quiet in my house. Mm -hmm. So I'm by myself. I'm meditating. I'm praying. I'm just, there was times where I was working out every morning. Like, just doing things that I want to do. And when I started doing those things, I was like, oh, my God. Like, Mm -hmm. my life is drastically different. (laughs) Like, I feel so much lighter Mm -hmm. and so much better. And it's just about putting yourself first. Mm -hmm. It's about just... Figuring out those things that you need to do that actually make you feel good. Like, I feel like for me, I saw this quote and I fell in love with it. And it said, due to not wanting to, I will not be. And Mm. that was like eye-opening for me. Because I, because I, like I said, I dealt with, I didn't mention anxiety, but I did deal with depression and anxiety and postpartum. And so, um... My husband is, he's like polar opposite from me. I'm yeah. super introverted. He's super extroverted. He's the type that will see you and run over to you in the grocery store and be like, what's up, bro? You remember me? <laughs> You're like, bro, put my mask on. Don't know. I don't want to see me. <laughs> There's literally been times where I've tried to walk super fast past somebody that we've seen. Mm-hmm. And then he would speak to them. And then they would be like, 
Nicolette, you know, and I'm just like, hey, you know, and it's not that I'm trying to be mean, but I'm very, or I'm I'm getting out of it now. This Mm -hmm. is older examples, but I was so anxious and I was so uncomfortable. And then like, I felt like I had to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. You know, people would invite me to things and let's do this and let's do that. And even though I wasn't fully comfortable with myself yet, I still was uncomfortable in my own skin sometimes. And I would say yes because I didn't want to be the party pooper. I don't want to be the one to ruin everything. Or I don't, I just, you know, you get that anxiety when it's like, and then me and you are being pop, like being polar opposites because Mm -hmm. you're naturally going to say, yes, I'm down. And I'm going to say, you know, (laughs) and so now I feel like I'm always the one that's ruining it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I'm always the one, like sometimes I want you or somebody else to say, no, I can't. So I can be like, yeah, yes, me neither. Like, <laughs> I'm not either. the one. You know what I mean? And so I got to a point where I would, no, I will not be. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Due to not wanting to, no, I will not be. Yeah. Not, oh, because I have a thing or I can't make it or whatever. It's like, if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. And it's about like doing things that you want to do that make you feel good. I don't know why we don't do that. Like you said, it was nothing to get up and start working out and having a long time to read and to pray and to go for a walk or whatever it is that you want to do it's like start it for me I had to start doing things that make me feel good another thing is you know affirmations Mm -hmm. and saying things saying positive things so that helped me counseling helped me started reading books again which I have a love for writing like take time to do the things that you actually like. Don't put those things on a back burner because those yeah. take your mind off of all of the negative and you'll slowly start to see the transition. That's true. And then like too, so obviously both of us, we're parents, we mm-hmm. work, we we understand life is busy. Mm-hmm. But even doing things for five minutes, like and, and honestly, when oh, I nice. realized <laughs> when I realized that I could carve out five minutes for something Then I was like, wait, I could carve out 10 minutes. I could carve (laughs) out 15 minutes because then you start to prioritize things in your day. Mm -hmm. Like, I can say no. Like you were saying, I can say no to doing something because I would much rather sit and listen to a book or read a book. Mm -hmm. I've been able to start doing that now, which I'm like, I I love to do. But because I was so busy Mm -hmm. or I thought so, I was so busy that I couldn't do it. Start listening to my books again. Mm Start listening to podcasts again. And it's like... You have time for those things. You Mm -hmm. have to make time for them and push everything else to the side. Prioritize it. And then sometimes things have to change. Like, I was working out like crazy every morning. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, like, that's just not going to fit in my schedule with the way the things are. And I started to find more enjoyment in my mornings by reading, um, Mm -hmm. praying, and just meditating. It was like my morning started off more peaceful. Mm -hmm. So it was like, okay, sometimes you have to change things around. Mm -hmm. Like, something works good for a season. And then you're like, no, for this season, I need something else. Just figure out what you And it's you okay. Feel. It's okay to change things up. And it's okay to do what you want to do and not to do what you don't want to do. It's, it's so good. And, like, even we, we talked about celebrities last week. Yeah. And one thing I'm drawn to in celebrities I didn't mention is people who are free. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I don't mean free woo-woo uh, crystals and yeah. all that stuff you know mm-hmm. I'm not into that astrology and everything but like I'll, I'll say Christians like Adrienne Baylon. Yeah, she to me she actually just said something about like how she feel like God 
put her exactly where she's supposed to be when she accepted who she is mm-hmm. and the way she is and her personality and, you know, the things that she likes. She says, when I stopped running from who God created me to be, yeah. I feel like my life aligned. So I love people who I'm, I'm more drawn to people who are just like free. Like, I don't care mm-hmm. what you say about me. I don't care who watching. I don't care what the Christian folk judge me. I know I love God. I live for Christ. My relationship with him is my relationship with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm just drawn to people who are just free because I feel like sometimes we have so many stipulations or who people expect us to be or how people mm. expect us to act. Yes. And and when you and then you you're being that person and you're not happy. Mm. So it's like forget that. Just like I feel like it's like in the metaphor in my head is like somebody just opening the lid and you know you're just yeah. letting yourself be free to say what you want, do what you want. If you enjoy it's it, your then do life. it. That's what people have to understand. Live your life. It's a short life. I was literally living my life so much for other people. And like Mm -hmm. I said, there was good aspects because, yes, I really have been a monumental piece in certain people's lives and and helping them and doing things. But I didn't show up for myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is your only life. And you have no idea how long you're... You don't want to live your life miserable. Mm -hmm. And I think, too... and. You know, at some point we do have to bring men onto this podcast because I can always speak from a woman's point of view. Mm -hmm. But being a woman and being a mother, and I'm sure also for those who are mothers and wives, like, it's easy to lose yourself in that. Mm -hmm. Because you've stepped into a role where you literally have to, like, take care of other people. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes especially women too because we we are typically uh nurturers Mm -hmm. like by nature that's what we are so it's easy for us to give up ourselves Mm -hmm. for those situations but you can't really show up as the best mom as the best wife as the best friend as the Mm -hmm. best child like how whatever capacity whatever you role you play in your life you can't show up as your best if you're not taking care of yourself and not just pampering yourself Mm -hmm. if you're not checking those mental things that are going on those negative thoughts if you're not checking those emotional issues that you're having if you're not checking traumas from your past or some people have these limiting beliefs that I am the way I am because of this. And it's like, no, you're the way you are because you're choosing you choose to stay to be. To be. Yeah, and, and that's not to negate and say things haven't happened in people's lives. Mm-hmm. And things haven't caused people pain. Mm-hmm. Because I've been there too. And I have many things in my life that has caused me pain, that has caused trauma. But I'm not going to allow those things to keep me in that place. I'm yeah. not going to allow those things to show up now. Like, I'm going to take responsibility for my life and the direction it goes. Mm-hmm. And if I decide that I want to wallow in whatever it was that happened a year ago, 20 years ago, whatever, then I'm going to be miserable. Yeah, exactly. But when I take back my power, yes. when I check those emotions, when I check those feelings, when I check those thoughts, when I go to counseling, when I'm actively doing things to better myself, Mm -hmm. that's when I'm going to show up so much differently in the world. I'm going to show up so much differently in my relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm going to show up differently when I'm at home by myself and I'm like, oh, I enjoy time by myself. I'm not going to cry today. I'm I'm actually really (laughs) happy. No more crying. You may just be walking around listening to music. Yes. That's like such a good point when it comes to like your relationships too and how it helps your relationships for mm-hmm. for you to be healthy. Like, 
my husband used to be my source of venting. You know what I mean? He was the one who I would go to for advice. He was the one who I would go to to vent. He was the one who I would go to to fix things. And after so long, that can take a toll oh, yeah, on a sure. person when they're your only outlet. So me now having a counselor to talk to, um, me having friends to talk to, like, just go out for drinks and laugh. It just puts me in a good mood. You yeah. know what I mean? Especially, like you said, being a wife and being a mom. It's so important <laughs> to still be an individual yes. even when you become a mom. Mm-hmm. We are. I am not just Maddie Jenna Autumn's mom. Right. I'm, I'm <laughs> a, still a person before they even came. You're not just Nate's mom. You're Gabby. Yeah. So what is Gabby like? What is Nikki yes. like? What are they into? What makes them laugh? What makes them smile? What's fun? What's exciting mm-hmm. to them? Not just oh I love seeing my children do ballet (laughs) like yeah that's awesome but I'm a full grown adult I have things that you know I enjoy outside of mothering and it's important to not negate those things because we do that and we get so caught up in that Mm -hmm. and it's also not healthy because one day they're going to grow up. I was going to say that. They're going to be gone. <laughs> and then what are you going to do? That That's your whole life. Your whole life is walking out of the door to live their own life. And you're going to be sitting there like, wow, I don't mm-hmm. know who I am. Obsess- I don't and know and what obsessing to do. over them, calling them all the time, trying to see what they got going on. Or yeah. if you're married... That's why, like, me and my husband, we talk about, like, I don't want to not get to know, not know you, not date you, so that when they leave, we're two different, completely different people. Like, obviously, we're not going to be the same people we were mm-hmm. when we met. I was 22 when I met you. Yeah. Our kids, I think I'll be, I don't know how, maybe in 10 years, my baby will be 20 and I'll be 41. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the same person at 41 that no. I was at 22. And you don't you know? want to be. And I don't want to be. <laughs> you don't but wanna I want to keep. And that's the thing we have to understand is that we we have to get to know our spouses and stuff like that as we grow. Yeah. Even with our friendships, we have to continue to, we're growing yeah. every single day. And sometimes some friends you grow apart from, like I tried to hold on to some of the friendships that I had before um, I got saved and, and it just didn't work out as much as I tried to. It's just like, man, we have nothing in common. And it's like almost kind of uncomfortable to conversations. And sometimes I feel like I, I'll sit down and have a talk with somebody that I used to know. And it's like clear that they don't know me because sometimes I just feel like I'm in a time warp and it's back to high school and we having these same exact conversations yeah. again. And I'm just like, I haven't even thought about these things mm-hmm. in, like, forever. Like, right. you know what I mean? So we continue to grow and we continue to, just like you said, you have to change things up sometimes. Yeah. You may meet new people or whatever, but it's just important to just continue to learn who you are, continue to grow, continue to help you develop into who you are now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not just be stuck in the past. You, we yeah. change. It happens. It's natural. And that's that's also important is the people you keep around you, your circles. Mm-hmm. Because your circles could make or break you, like, if you let Huge. them. Because those people, whether you like it or not, are influence you in some way or the mm-hmm. other. Um, and, yes, you influence them as well. But there are people in and of their own self are struggling mm-hmm. with things. And typically, you know, it's cliche, but misery loves company. Mm-hmm. And those people will try to keep you in the box that they created for you Mm -hmm. and they don't want you to grow and it's not because they don't it may not be because it's like malicious like they just don't want you happy stuff but sometimes it's hard for those people who are in that place who aren't 
who aren't prepared to grow themselves or to change for themselves to watch other people evolve and change yeah. because it makes them uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm stuck here doing this and I'm stuck here. It, it almost becomes a blame game. Like, I'm, I have to do this and I have to do that and I can't do this because, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's like, no, you're making excuses. You're making excuses. You can do it, yeah. but you're making excuses. You are literally limiting yourself. And then you get mad at the people around you who are doing great and who are growing and who are, um, like you said, becoming more developed in who they are or who they are becoming. Mm -hmm. And if you have the wrong people in your life, they can be kind of toxic to you. And they Mm -hmm. they can even hold you back because then you start to feel uncomfortable like, dang, maybe I shouldn't talk to them about Mm -hmm. all these wonderful things I'm doing because when I do talk about them, they have an attitude. You know, so you have to be cautious of who you keep around um in in that capacity Mm -hmm. because they can really stifle your growth yeah i will say that i've been around people where i would i realized that i never talked about the positive things about my Mm -hmm. marriage you know what i mean like i would always talk about like the negative stuff but i realized like my husband is really great at well his name is darshan so i can quit saying my husband (laughs) y'all know darshan okay so be nice (laughs) be nice (laughs) he is really amazing at dates and planning mm-hmm. dates and anniversaries and stuff like that. I yeah. mean, he's giving me, like, he goes over and beyond. It's mm-hmm. amazing. And I'm just like, I realized that I wouldn't talk about it. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I can't talk to anyone about it because it's, I'm bragging. You know uh, what I mean? I'm bra- yeah. I've am i been told that I'm bragging just for saying my husband. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm like, that's who he is. I don't even know. You right. Know like, I mean? how else do I address him? <laughs> this man that I live with and go to sleep with every night. <laughs> right. It's like, some women take it as you're bragging. So I'm like, I've never even been able to share, like, you know, I mean, I, sh- I just recently shared with you a little bit about, you know, our last anniversary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to say, like, he took me to this amazing restaurant. He took me to this little shop. I'm Pittsburgh like, girl, and- does he have any friends? <laughs> girl, we done been down there. <laughs> and no. <laughs> not no, any that not. you would really want. <laughs> Uh, per episode one, <laughs> we know my issues. <laughs> oh my goodness! But yeah, like that's just something that I've like, like you just mm-hmm. said. You want to share these things. You want yeah. you don't want to have people around you who you have to be like. I can't tell them about my promotion. I can't mm-hmm. tell them about my new relationship. I can't tell them about the amazing thing that happened to me because. First of all, you don't want the negativity. You don't want to feel that. You want them to feel excited for you. You don't want the judgment. You don't want the negative comments, you know, and that's just not healthy. So choosing those um, healthy, you know, relationships, healthy friends, healthy people to be around you, even family. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from family. That's social self-care. Honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to surround yourself with right people and also to not isolate yourself. Right. Like, a lot of times people can come, become very isolated in their life, like, so much to the point that they, they look around and like, wait, I don't have anyone. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> all my friends stop trying to reach out to me because I don't do nothing with them. Right. My family rarely sees me because I'm, you know, whatever, I'm too busy. And it's like, you have to think about the social self-care and, mm-hmm. and how, you know, those relationships, how you show up in those relationships and how those relationships impact your life. Yep, exactly. It's, you have to think about... What is beneficial? You know, I was just listening to a podcast um, and the girl was saying that she had a friend who 
she wanted to be there for, but this friend was like always going through something, always going through something, always going through the same thing, always the same issue with a guy, whatever. She said that what really helped her realize, like, is this friendship worth it was that, like, she was already going through a lot in her own life. She was feeling down. She just lost a family member, and she said that, you know, she did, her birthday was coming up. She really didn't care about it because it's just the stuff that was going on in her life. She was like, whatever, it's just another day. And she said her friend called her at 7 o'clock in the morning. And she said it made her feel good. Like, she got mm. excited. Like, oh, she's calling me to tell me her birthday. And she said she answered the phone. And her friend was bawling, crying, oh talking about, like, how her and her boyfriend got into a big fight. Mm. And she played her role like she always does and just was like, let me be supportive and listen. And she said her friend, like... Um, after they talked about that, I was like, well, what are you, what are you up to today? And she was like, well, it's my birthday. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, I feel horrible. You know what I mean? And it's just like those type of things that you have yeah. to evaluate. One thing that I learned in counseling, um, for me is with evaluating relationships is that I put people in different categories. I feel mm. like there's some people who are just amazing. Like I'm just yeah. so blessed to have. And then there's people who I'm also very blessed to have, but there's issues that have to be addressed. Like, yeah. we have to talk about this. We can't just sugarcoat it and I continue to act like nothing's wrong because that's, you know, I'm internalizing it. Mm-hmm. And then there's also people that you just have to let go of. Yeah. It's just not healthy to continue the relationship. So, it's just about, like, doing that evaluation. Who in your life is bringing you drama and toxicity and anxiety and depression and is it something that you feel that you can go to them and talk about and say, hey, this is how I feel? And they'll actually hear you out. Or is it something that you really know that you probably should just let go? Because there's going to be, there's nothing positive that can come, come from it. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be okay with saying those, like having those hard conversations, mm-hmm. knowing that someone may not receive it in the right way. Mm-hmm. Because if you continually um, allow those people to show up like that in your life, it's almost like giving them a pass to continue to be the mm-hmm. same way. So those people really need someone to stand up to them and be like, hey, you can't be like this. Like, I, yeah, you might got things going on. Everyone has things going on in their life. Yeah. Like, don't use that as an excuse. Every single person, I can't tell you how many times I had a absolutely horrible morning where I was like, every single thing that could go wrong went wrong. And I still got myself together, went to work and did my job and mm-hmm. act like nothing happened because... Life goes on. Like, you have to go through things. You can't act like you're the only person. You can't Mm -hmm. act like, woe is me. Sometimes you're the toxic person. Sometimes Sometimes. you are the toxic person. Mm -hmm. And you have to do some self-evaluation. And you have to say, you know what? I don't like this about me. Yeah. I really don't. And how am I going to change it? Not, I don't like this about me, but, oh, well, that's how I am. That's just how I am. And that's one thing that I recognize about myself that, you know, like they say, um, if if it's everybody, then sometimes it's not everybody. Sometimes it's you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, I have been told many times that I am very hypersensitive. Mm-hmm. And the quote that I heard that I really loved was, if you walk around like a nail, everything's going to be a hammer. Or if oh, you walk around yeah. like a hammer, everything's going to be a nail. And I was literally a nail. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everything, I was just so, and, and, and it's just so crazy because I was literally, like I said, I was coming out of depression. I was coming out of um, anxiety, mm-hmm. a suicide attempt, postpartum. I'm coming out of that and I'm trying to crack open that door and come back out into the world and make new friends. So anytime somebody said anything to me that mm-hmm. seemed off or shady, 
it gave me anxiety and I would just be like, they're mean or they're rude or they're a bad person. Somebody could literally be like, a friend of mine could literally just be like, girl, why you wear a red purse with that? You should have wore a blue purse. That would have been cuter. And I would internalize it like, why would they make fun of my clothes? (laughs) Like every little thing. And now that I think back, I think back on so many conversations where I'm like, they were not meaning anything about it. Everybody's not going to be perfect and always say the perfect thing and always say the right thing. Some people might annoy you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Sometimes. And it's just, it's not anything to be taken as an attack. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I got an example for me and you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I remember this time when Gabby went off on me at the pizza shop. Wait. Listen. First off, I don't, I don't think I've ever gone off on you. Gabby went off on me at a pizza shop, right? It was something so stupid and small. I need a refresher. Okay, let me try and remember it because I don't barely remember the details. Because I only remember one pizza shop we went to and that was after the conference. Is yes, that what you're talking about? that's the one. I went off on you? A little bit. Not a lot. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I think I said that sounds good or that or or something I said. But you were you didn't eat you don't eat meat and you didn't eat meat then either. And okay. so I said something and you thought that I said that your order sounded basic. <laughs> And for some reason, you felt the need to check me like, um, well, I don't eat meat, so of course mine is going to sound... And I was like, I did not say that. And I just rolled my eyes. And it's like, situations like that, that, you my know... Bad. That sounds so... That sounds so basic of me to even be annoyed at the fact that you said I'm like, if, I'm thinking like, if anything, I'm over here eating pepperoni and sausage. This is basic. You over here eating um, spinach and whatever else you had on your pizza. And so it's just stuff like that that mm-hmm. I realized that like, because I probably would have internalized that. You know what I mean? Like, well, dang, she was quick to snap on me. That was crazy. You know what I mean? But it's like, dude, no, I can't. I don't expect perfection from my friends I don't expect perfection and I think I did at one point Mm. I did I expected you to always be nice always be kind never think a negative thought never Mm. be rude never snap and that's like that's so dumb what if somebody expected that from me and I think back like dang I've said some things that may have come off offensive or judgmental or whatever and I realize it and I'm learning from it but you know I'm learning that you can't expect perfection, but like you said, sometimes you're the toxic one. I won't say I was a toxic friend. That could be considered toxic, but I take accountability for the fact yeah, that... Yeah, it doesn't even have to be, like, toxic. Yeah. It's like you had the issue I had to take accountability for the fact that I was walking around like a nail, mm-hmm. constantly almost seeking if somebody was going to attack me in a way. I wasn't... I don't think I was mindfully seeking it, but in a way I was seeking someone to treat me badly and be a victim. You know what I mean? And I had to get free of that. Like, girl, people aren't intentionally trying to hurt you. Yes, sometimes people have their own issues, but, you know, like you said, misery loves company or they don't want to see you doing better, so it's hard for them to congratulate you when you have Mm -hmm. good things. And those are the things that, like, the bigger things that you want to evaluate when choosing your relationships and friendships. But... It's about taking accountability, yes. too, for Take your part in it. Accountability. Take control of your life. Mm-hmm. This is your life. This is the life that you're going to live. No one's going to live it for you. You want to be happy? Do the things that make you happy. Mm-hmm. Now, that can be debatable, depending <laughs> on your morals and values. Yes. So I can't tell you what that actually is. You have to, you know, do some self-evaluation and figure what that is. But, um... You, I cannot imagine 
for as much of struggles I've gone through and how many times I can think back in my life where I really wasn't happy or I really wasn't living my life for myself, I thought, like, what if I would have died and that mm. would have been my life? I mean, obviously, I believe I'm going to heaven. I believe that that will be eternity and whatever happened here is done. Like, it's done. But I, I just, I, I don't, I have a very uneasy feeling to know that my life can end at any point and would I truly be happy mm-hmm. with the life I lived here yeah. and it's not going to be perfect but what I look back and be like man I really was able to do the things that I wanted to do I was really able to find joy in life because I don't believe that God and this is for people who believe in God but I don't believe that he wants us to just struggle and be miserable not and be so like sacrificing that or sacrificial that you can't do things in your life. Like he's mm-hmm. blessed us with this life for a reason. And I, I believe agree. he's blessed us to enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if God did give you a calling to where he created you to be, to live a very humble life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To give, that is going to be the thing that brings you the most joy. It it's going to be the thing. So if you're suffering and you're serving and you're not happy and you're crying when you're alone mm-hmm. or you're struggling or you're, then that's, you're probably not. You're not in his <laughs> where will. Where he wants you to be. <laughs> no, because he doesn't want that. He wants us to live an abundant life. Yes. And that's what I want. And I'm so excited because I'm getting over this stupid narrative of, me being quote unquote old or us being yeah. old because we're in our 30s. That is so stupid. So I do, I read a lot now and I listen to a lot of podcasts and just do a lot of like self development now, like mm-hmm. really trying to just gain more knowledge. Like there's so many statistics that talk about like people don't really like live their quote unquote full potential or find like their callings until they're like in their 30s, 40s, 50s, until they're much older. You know, when we're in our 20s, we think we have it all together. Mm -hmm. We think that we should know everything and everything's going to be perfect. And know nothing at all. Nothing at all. I did not (laughs) learn myself, really, really learn myself, become confident with myself until I was in my 30s. And I know that that's going to even be more so as the older I get and I'm in my 40s and 50s and whatnot. But in that journey of learning, I want to also enjoy it, not mm-hmm. be like miserable. So yeah, I, mean, I think we could have like this therapy, no, uh, seriously, like all the time. Like I think we should be some therapists. Uh, I think we should too. I really that would be so. exciting. That would be. <laughs> we we can like guys. open up our own practice together. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Holy more spirits. to come. Holy okay. <laughs> oh, we might be onto something. I mean, that is kind of a dream that we both that we both share. have had. Yes. So. Okay, let's move on because, okay. again, this can be... <laughs> we can literally sit here and record probably a 24-hour... I mean, honestly, we literally never stop talking. Like, it's a it's a thing with our families. They just know. We'd be like, oh, I'm, go- I'm, like, I'm going to meet up with Gabby. I'll probably be back in about an hour. They'd be like... Pfft. Oh, yeah. And they'd be okay. like, oh, okay, mom, I'll see you at one in the morning. <laughs> like, <Right>? okay. <laughs> we don't come home until restaurants close down. And we're the last people. And the waiters there. are looking at us like, bro, you see us sweeping right here. Like, oh get up and pay your bill. <laughs> it is so bad. We need to find us a spot that's open, like, all night. Yeah. Oh, if you guys know any spots, like, Summit County, you know, any area like that, like, that's open all the time, that's not ratchet, like, not the club. Mm-hmm. but like something that we can like hang out and just talk all the time i don't know if our family would like that 
<laughs> they would. <laughs> Listen, my husband knows. Like, we probably get together about bi-weekly, so he don't even care. He don't even wait for me. He don't even listen to me. He literally laughs when I tell him I'll be home in, like, an hour or two. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going. I'm leaving at 7. I should be back around 8.30. He's like, okay, I'll be sleeping when you get home. <laughs> you already know so, what to expect. You know, yeah. So we talk a lot. So you guys just know yeah. what to expect. <laughs> yes. But before we end this episode, we have, like, a, a little would you rather type game that we want to play it's basically just asking a, cu- a few questions that mm-hmm. are kind of tied in with self-care mm-hmm. and i mean obviously this is for everyone's different mm-hmm. so whatever you find enjoyment in we're just going to share our own would you rathers yes so would you rather get a professional massage or go on a hike on a hike <sighs> I'm getting a massage. I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) We're different now because I'm like, I am, I'm like a hippie. Mm -hmm. I'm like super drunk. And I'm not into, again, I'm not into that all like uh, new age universe, all that stuff. But I am like, there's something about nature that I am so connected with that Mm. I, I like, it sounds weird to some people, but I like feel like I'm one with God when I'm out in mm-hmm. like nature I mean, and all my hikes. It is like I can just take it all in and then I'm walking so like all my endorphins, like everything's just being released and I just feel amazing. Mm-hmm. Now don't get me wrong, massages are nice. <laughs> but like just being out except for in the snow and the cold. No, God, you can keep that. Right. <laughs> but anything else, I would be outside from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. Well, then we can balance each other. Because, like, if we go on a vacation or something, you can be like, we're going to go on a hike in the morning and I'll be the one setting up the spa day for the evening. Yeah, look, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> we get both. <laughs> okay, so would you rather cozy up with a book or watch a movie? Hmm, this is a kind of a hard one because I really do love reading and I have been getting back into it a lot. But I'll say watch a movie. Okay. Because that is something that I like to do with my family. Mm-hmm. I like to do... I don't watch a lot of movies, um, but when I do, it's usually all of us on the couch with popcorn, or yeah. it's me and my husband, like, diving into a really good movie. So I'll say watch a movie. Okay. I feel like I would... I th- so I feel like it's situational, kind of like yeah. what you were saying. Um, but the way my life's set up, I typically I'm reading, mm-hmm. and I find enjoyment in reading. Yeah. I like reading... I mean, I like watching movies but you know if I'm watching a movie with my son it's usually like a cartoon mm-hmm. and I enjoy him but it's something it's like I've yeah I've seen this cartoon like 20 times so <laughs> <laughs> I would I would pick the book okay so let's our last one is do you prefer game nights in with friends or would you rather go out with friends for food and drinks that's a hard one. That's really hard because I really find enjoyment in both. Like, I am a good mixture of homebody, mm-hmm. but, like, outgoing and want to be out the house. Yeah. So, I love to be in the house, and I would love to do, like, game nights and have fun and laugh and all that stuff. But there's some times where I'm, like, what, what do they call it? They call it, like, cabin fever. Like, when you're mm-hmm. all, like, stuck in the house and you're just, I just got to get out yeah. and just, like, be out and try new places and things. <sighs> yeah, I think it's hard. dependent <laughs> on my mood. Yeah, I agree. It depends on on the mood because I'm like that too. Sometimes I'm just like, I just want to like chill at the house, get some food, Mm -hmm. not worry about getting dressed up or nothing. Just put on some leggings and a Mm t-shirt and just hang out and play some games and laugh. And then I'm also, I also have those moods where I'm like, I have been just stuck in the house working, taking care of kids and looking at homework and just stuff. (laughs) I want to get dressed. I want to put some makeup on. I want to 
put some actual jeans on. <laughs> Take off the stretchy pants. <laughs> right. And go out to eat. Like, all summer, we were, like, trying new restaurants. Yes. And then I feel like winter came, and I was just, like, uh, you Hibernation know I mean? mode. <laughs> so now I'm kind of getting out of it. I'm kind of like, I'm over winter. Hurry up and summer come yes. on. So I guess it just, it, it can just depend, but I actually enjoy both very much. Yeah, me too. All right, well, that was fun. Hopefully, you guys took some good tips home with you. And it's okay to, like, if, you don't, if you're like, I really don't know. Do a self-evaluation. Yeah. Look at your life and really think, like, what areas am I unhappy with? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, the people who I'm around? Is it my job? Is it my, day, my day-to-day? Is it my body? Is it past traumas that I can't seem to let go of? Like, really look at... Do a self-inventory and figure out what is it in my life that's holding me back or keeping me down. Mm -hmm. And think of how you can change that or how you can improve it and how you can make it better. Whether it's talking to a friend or getting out of the house or going to the gym or getting a counselor. Whatever it is, just do that self-evaluation to start the process of being in a better state mentally so please make sure you guys interact with us we definitely want to hear some of your stories how you may relate to some of what we said um some of the things that we dealt with and Mm -hmm. our growth we want to hear what you guys are going through let's have a conversation about it um so you guys can reach out to us on our instagram our twitter all of it will be linked down below um in our bio you'll be able to see every link to how you can access us as far as our email and all of our social media accounts So we look forward to hearing from you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.